Today is June 6th, and the Yankees just lost a series versus the Toronto Blue Jays. They won the last game. There was a lot of uh, clubhouse drama. There was a lot of kind of sadness and dull games, but there was a win at the end with some nice performances along the way. Didi's on his way back. We got a lot to talk about. I'm excited. Jake's excited. You're excited. We're all excited. Let's talk Yanks. What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining us and uh, click and play. Listen us to talk. Listen to us talk about the Yankees a little bit. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I have my co-host Jake. He's coming from Denver, transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut. The Yankees just lost a series to the Toronto Blue Jays. First series they lost in a, like a month. If they won ten straight, it would have been really exciting. Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I want you to turn that love knob up a little bit. We got the win tonight. Didi's coming back. We had to lose a series at some point. Um, and man, I I looked back at the games and we we had leads in both of them, and there was some weird stuff. And I I think you chalk it up to baseball. You know, the Yanks had some bad stuff too, but um, they get a confident, nice win tonight. Bring it to Cleveland, where we'll we're meeting with one of the like leaders of the clubhouse on the team, who also happens to be one of the more talented shortstops and people in the world, just generally. So I'm I'm doing pretty good, man. How how are you doing? I'm pretty tired and hot. Uh but they did win, so I'm excited about that. If they lost, it would have been pretty annoying. But then yeah. the the Keichel news came out, and that's kind of uh that that takes the place of the annoyance. So we have that to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Didi's coming back. That's exciting. They just sent Tyro Estrada down. It's kind of a bummer. So there's a lot of moving parts. Um, but I'm doing good. I was excited. Good win. Uh, I'm, the hat performance tonight, I'm ecstatic with. I'm, it was really good to see. But I'm mostly, I'm really hot. That's mostly it. You played some disc golf today. That's that's one of your, I think you'd consider it you're a pretty good disc golf player. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say you played I'm, some rounds. I've played. I'm not good. I would never say I'm good yeah. at disc golf, but I've played before. I think better than your average bear, because I don't think your average bear plays a lot of disc golf, but. Nah, the kids that are good at disc golf are so crazy. It's like they're another right. form of human being. Right. Um, All right. Oh, this episode is brought to you by a bunch of cool people, Jake. How about that? Yeah. How about that? whole bunch of them. Some fun names, too. Some scary names. Joe Timmerman. I thank Joe for not having that bad of a name. Not, I mean, bad. Joey T, Hard baby. Hard to pronounce. Joey T, Joe Timmerman. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Uh-oh, you just blocked all the words. Michael Savakul? Michael Savakul, man. Yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. I am Savakul. Sounds like another word for so in a different language. And then yeah, cool. it was probably it was probably really cool in sixth grade when someone started calling him Michael Super Cool. Yeah, Michael Super Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Paul Jackson, P. Jack. Yep. Nice. Frank Ippolito. 
Yeah. Is that how you would have said it? I'm related to some Ippolitos. You are? I might be related to this guy. I don't know. By birth or marriage? Yes. Nice. Chris. Raviolis. Skadoosh McCauley. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> That's what his name is. What he put his name in as. Uh, Chris Skadoosh McCauley. Chris Skadoosh McCauley. Yeah, family name. Uh, I'm excited. No, no offense to Chris Skadoosh. We love a fun name, but I'm I'm excited to hear you rip this last one. Rich Schwerfager. Schwerfager. It's Schwerfager. Rich Schwerfager. You should see. There's a lot of consonants going on there. But thanks, Rich. I watched a video uh, to figure out how to say it. Nice. It means like stone, stone dude. Proud of you. Look at you putting in the time, man. Yeah, there's some teacher named Patrick Schwerfager. Great name, Schwerfager. Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. That's what the joke the teacher made in his YouTube video. So there you go. Thank you to those. Those are our most recent Patreons. They get uh, a chance to win two affordable jerseys each month, one via contest. I think Patrick Conley won the contest. I have it somewhere this last month. And the raffle, the everything just processed for the last month, that month that happened before this. So I will do the raffle soon. I had to wait for everything to process and go through. That'll be happening. Two affordable jerseys from affordablejerseys.com. Yankee jerseys from a majestic manufacturer that have no names on the back of them perfect for you to wear to the stadium when you want to hang out with people at the game wearing a jersey you also get live access early access and all the other access you want some extra special videos that we've already filmed that i'm going to give just the patrons as soon as i get around to editing them being super busy but yeah if you want to support us and everything we're trying to do here four shows a week jesus which has been crazy mm-hmm. Uh, it's two dollars a month to help out. Thanks, guys. We yeah, appreciate I, it. I know. I know. I I normally do my pat on the ass on the end. Yeah, we got a couple, couple more dramatic readings coming. A couple other things, but also I'm I'm gonna put the hard sell on the Patreon because at the first of the month we we lose a couple and I I get all excited because all the month it goes up, it goes up, it goes up, and then the first of the month we lose a couple because they do like a twelve month thing or something like that. So. Need need a few of you. If you if you've been on the Patreon fence, come to Poppy Gordo. We need you for the Cleveland series, all right? And we we truly do appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this game and this series. And like we said, Didi is coming back for Cleveland. He hits really well, and I think he hits really well in Cleveland. So that could be fun, actually. There you go. Yeah. He was he was owning Kluber the past couple years, including the. Uh, I know. I'm just closing my eyes. I can remember like four home runs in Cleveland. Some in the. Oh my god. Some in the, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it, playoffs. Like psychic. But, no, I passed home runs. Close your eyes and you see stuff? Yeah. Oh, premonitions, for cool. sure. For sure, premonitions. But uh, Didi comes back cool. Boone smiles so big every time they say that. It's pretty... It's yeah, like I think, um, you know, it. it's tough because you don't want to get roped into all the corniest possible things you could say, especially because we're ignoring the fact when we say this corny stuff that Didi's been really good at baseball the past couple of years. Um, but he is like he's a leader in the clubhouse. Um, and I know Wells Boomer in the booth, which was a blast. I really enjoyed that. He he was harping on it. And the other story that's been going around the Yankees lately is how much fun Canely has been. Just having him back on the team as like the typical like loud guy, fun guy, a lot of energy, having a good time. Like, you know, again, the saber metrics don't measure some of that stuff. But, you know, Tommy brings some fun. Didi, I'm, Didi brings everything. <laughs> he can be fun. He can be silly. He can be serious. 
Um, so it, it's going to be fun to have him back and work in another lefty bat. And uh, again, an all-star quality player added to the roster instead of, you know, my guy, Tyro Estrada, who, who I love and I, we haven't seen the end of. But uh, it's Didi Gregorius. It's a guy who's batted third for us the past couple of years as we've won 100 games and made an ALCS run. So it's good to have him back. Yeah, I love Didi. He hits his slash line in Cleveland uh, in his career is 318 batting average, 357 on base percentage, 933 OPS. In the last three seasons, it's like out of control. They don't, they don't do the math for me here, but... Uh, it's out of control. It's last year. It was a 462 on base percentage with a 1.371 OPS. Year before that, 412 on base percentage. Year before that, 444. So it's nice that he gets to go back to a Cleveland, a park he loves hitting in, on his first series of the season. How about that? we've talked? We've talked some weird Cashman coincidences before. You don't think? No, this is just a coincidence. I don't know, man. I I checked the book in ten years. I don't know. Uh, Mabin's BVPs, Didi coming back now when he's kind of been healthy-ish. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't Ty- know, Jim. So Tyra goes down. Um, he needs playing time. I, I think like there is logic to it. And I and the pregame show, someone asked. I said, I guess they're going to do this. I'd rather Tyro stay than Kenmo because Tyro's been done more at the plate. But I mean, they love not losing assets. They love keeping assets. So that it's DFA Kenmo. Or send Tyro down, so it's easier to not lose Morales. Also, you can stash Morales really easily while everyone else platoons around, and then he's a switch hitter off the bench to go ground out when you need a ground out real bad. And right. Tyro probably needs development or can use development more, especially if they're going to try and trade him. So I get it. I don't like it, but I totally get it. Like I think there's you need someone to hit into the shift. Kendry Morales is here, babe. Yeah. Did um, you see I said you could put like a bucket out there and he'll hit yeah. that bucket every time naturally. Oh, yeah. Try. And I I don't know if you saw my tweet because at the same like it sucks because he's doing it for our team. But dude, imagine being Kendry Morales and like for the first 20 years of your baseball career, you hit that ball. It's a base hit. You're a really good hitter. And then for the past five years, they started shifting, and it's an automatic out. <laughs> like that, that sucks. Like Kendry Morales isn't going to change at this point. He's like thirty-five. Like this is it. I wonder the um, first time someone shifted and put that dude in shallow right, and he hit it, and it and it was an out, like an easy out instead of an easy single. Yeah. Is it just like walls crashing down like that? That's not legal. This is no. You gotta. You gotta move that guy over. <laughs> I've made my career off hitting the ball. That's where I'm aiming, spot. dude. <laughs> um, yeah, and I foul. I was trying. I was trying to fake convince myself if Tyro went nuts today that maybe he stays. But think about this, Jim. We were getting, we were getting a start out of Tyro every other series, and like you know, late game replacement stuff. We're calling up Didi Gregorius. <laughs> this is the guy that we want to be our starting shortstop. Um, so, again, when we're starting to talk about this infield juggle, which gets fun, moving guys around, getting DH days, um, you know, it it just didn't make sense for young Tyro. And he's 23. Uh, he turned 23 in April. Um, get him some at-bats. You know, I, I think today uh, he showed a little bit of his – his youth, he didn't have some great at-bats. There's a couple plays he kind of just missed at the field. So 
go back, work hard. We might need you soon. We might need you later, or we might trade you for an arm because we didn't get Dallas Keuchel, Jim. Did not get Dallas Keuchel. Did not. That's. Do you want to talk about that now? I was going to. I think we have to. I, I think this is kind of the portion of the show that we we touch upon that. It was weird. I thought he would. I thought he would get him for a one year deal. Like if they signed him for one year's thirteen mil, I think would which is what he signed with. It's very interesting, actually. He he signed a one year twenty million dollar contract, prorated. Right. Comes out to thirteen million because he's not playing. He hasn't played a chunk of the season. If the Yankees signed him that contract. We'd be like. I was going to say ecstatic, but I'm not ecstatic about it. But we'd be happy. Like, yeah, cool. All right. This helps. Yeah, we got him. There's there's no liability. We just had him for the years. And that's what I was I was talking to some people online today. And I was like, you know, where this Keuchel thing is, uh, I think teams are making multiple year decisions. Like if they signed Keuchel, I would have thought not only was it for this year, but pr- like potentially to replace CC next year. Um, so, yeah, when you saw it was one year and you're kind of like damn like i i i thought if if it was going to be a one-year thing like i thought cash would bite but um i i think the part i shouldn't say worries me but the part that i think's interesting about is that the yankees were very clearly in on keichel um which makes me think i i mean keichel was it it makes me think we're going to i don't think they were like clearly in it was it was them and the Yankees. That's all we heard for the past three days. I think the Yankees were like, "We'll give you the qualifying offer," and we're not going to negotiate. We're not going to barter with the Braves. Like that's our offer. And if you don't have a better one, you can come play for us. But if you have a better one, take it. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, we're we're guessing a little bit, but I I think the bigger thing is that the Yankees have openly said basically that they have a need for another starting pitcher. Um, so I, I think the rest of the way, it's going to be eyes open for who's available and what the price tag is. And I, you know, I, I was going to say the Yanks don't have a, a forum to negotiate from. They've, they've got a lot of young buddies and, and cash we trust, but the Yankees have told the league that they have a need for another starting pitcher. Um, so I, I think at the deadline, it, it'll be interesting to see who's available. You wonder if Sevy starts rehabbing well, do they just go out and get their prototypical Lance Lynn, Jaime Garcia type? Or maybe the Sevy stuff hobbles a little bit. Maybe they go chase a real name and they they put some of these young guys really out there, whether it's Herman, Luizaga, Estrada, Clint, whoever it may be. Um, so I, I think that's going to be kind of the a little what to watch for for the next month and a half or so. Yeah. I I think on Keuchel, it's pretty telling. He got a one-year $13 million contract, Jake. Yeah, I and, and that's what you and I talked about. I think we talked about it on our John Boy Jake radio show more than here, but we had no idea if Keuchel was coming into this with uh, – I still want to get a three-year contract, or maybe if he's got a little FU in him – and he's going to join a team like the Yankees or the Braves, turns out the Braves, um, and if he's going to come out, trust himself, and shove for three months and then reevaluate the market and try to get that bigger contract he's looking for. Um, yeah, he's not going to have the qualifying offer to deal with last time, but I mean, right. every team basically said, you're not worth a crapshoot of a draft pick, and then 
He wanted five. He wanted like five years. Yeah, I mean, he the ends Boris... up. He ends up not getting a deal until the season's until a lottery pick is attra- attached to him, and then he gets one year, thirteen million. Like the every team must be seeing something that says not worth it. Well, I think it ties into your whole thing about how many teams are tanking, um, and then it ties into. I mean, were teams offering him real two, three-year contracts, or is is every team already in a mode like we just want a guy for a year, um, and then we'll reevaluate? So I don't know. I mean, I I think Kimbrel gets the three-year deal, and the t- the pick was attached to him, and I think teams value picks so much more than when they made this CBA. Um, but I think it's the uh, wa- wash your hands clean. They're both in the NL. Let's uh let's keep on keeping on. That's what I was most excited about that they didn't go to an AL East team. Yeah. That's See awesome. you later. Yeah. They they came out with an update and they said that Judge is going to play No, no, no. It was like, no. "Do you think Judge will be available for London?" and Boone said, "Maybe. Like, that might be a possibility. Don't rule it out." Don't rule it out. Um Please, if you're a talking Yanks listener, do not think Judge is going to be ready for London. Like, please right. don't get your hopes up for that because it's not happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little more Positron 3000 than you are. Be happy Judge is swinging. We're, we're having more positive developments with Judge than I think we originally expected. Be happy he's in Tampa. He's taking swings on a field. Um, I don't get your heart locked into any date with injuries. I think that's our new go-to line. Uh, be happy we're hearing some progress, but yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, <laughs> this also could have been the MLB <laughs> telling, needing to get their ticket sales up and being like, hey, just tell them he's not ruled out yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a great call. Yeah, I know. I know you like that ish. That's a great call. That's a great call. Anything else? Still no update on Stanton. Yo, Tulo just got sent home. Did you hear that news? Yeah, that was that was bizarre. I think we all saw that coming, right? Like Tulo's done with the Yanks. I I think I think they basically said Tulo, I think he's still a little nicked up and they basically said like Didi's beating you back. This is it, bud. Um so I think they kind of gave him a little bit like figure out what you want to do, man, cuz I I think you're done here. Um so I think that's what's going on with Tulo. That's bizarre. Remember when he got hurt and I said he just wanted to come play for the Yankees, get a double, go out on top? He yeah. cried on second base. Wow. Got that homer. That's all he wanted. That is nuts. Yeah. Wanted so his kid to see him homer and pin He's like healthy, ready to join the Yanks, and they're like, why don't you just go home? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's probably the end of the Tulo show. Um, I know our. I think our friend Corby said uh, <laughs> his hot take coming in the season was too low all-star, and I don't think it's happening. I don't know, but I don't think it's happening. I don't think it's going to happen. All right, are you ready to burn game one of the series? Uh, yeah, I think so, James. Some some hard burns, two losses. Mm. Here we go. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Tanaka Tuesday north of the border. So not sure how that works exchange rate-wise. Tanaka Tuesday, Wednesday. Versus Clayton Richard Petty on the fast track in Toronto. Top two high haters. Clint pops one to left. 
It's 2-0. Yanks tank was cruising until a missed call by well-known blindo Angel Hernandez. And it's a melt job. Grichuk, Galvis, Homer, a Vladdy Jr. RBI single. It's 4-2. Jezequa. Mr. Hicks in the dome with the bat. 4-3. But, Jimmy, that would be your final as the Yankees rally falls short. Yanks lose game one. This this was one of the uh, most uh, down and out games. We had all the Clint drama, uh, which we've we've talked about ad nauseum on here. Where you know, uh, poor game in the field versus the Red Sox. Didn't talk to the media. We thought maybe he'd come back the next morning and just say the right thing and let it slide. He gave the most confusing press conference uh, anyone's ever heard. One paragraph he's saying throwing his teammates under the bus the next paragraph he's praising his teammates no one knows really what is how to interpret the quotes because they're kind of just all over the place he's angry um he brought up the old media bad stuff that happened like three years ago which I don't think there's any way he still cares about that. It was just an easier out than talking about the defense. Um, he had four, he had 48 hours to make a decision about what he wanted to say, and it was lick your wounds, apologize, and you know, kind of head down, earn your keep, or double down, baby. And he doubled down. He, he spat in the media's face. Uh, he hits the home run. He looks in the booth a little bit. Uh yeah he 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 calls uh, what not not discriminated what did he say he's been uh yeah I I got over this so it's like annoying to bring it back up but he said yeah the media's out to get him people didn't like me in Cleveland they don't like me here media's out to get me they have been uh he brought up the Susan Waldman story the haircut story which like those didn't happen to any other player Clint yeah. They did not pick your name out of a hat randomly and say, let's be mean to this rookie prospect back in 2017 spring training. The media did not say, who are we going to be mean to? Do you guys want to have a joint decision who we should write articles about? Right. And then they just picked his name out of a hat. You're not special. You're special with your baseball talent, but compared to the rest of the guys on with your, your bat, with your bat, You're special with your bat, compared to the rest Correction. of the guys on your team, it's not random. It's not targeted. There's a reason why you get articles written about you. There's a reason you were the one on TMZ. I've never seen a Yankee player on TMZ on the street, let alone a Yankee prospect. You were the one that didn't conform to the grooming standards when the team has a rule. Um, I don't know, man. Like the Susan Waldman thing, the nicest lady in the world who's never tried to hurt a single soul. She's just going <laughs> to try to bash you, a prospect who she really probably didn't even know about. It's just yeah. it's just ridiculous that he's trying to play victim here. So to sum it up, I think he's just really dumb with the media. He doesn't know how to get his words out there well. And uh, it, it's, I don't know, it sucked. The whole situation sucked. He did hit the home run. Then he stared at the press box after the home run, which was kind of. Uh, I'll, I'll get you. He's, he's an athlete that he's, he's decided he wants to do a, 
a me against the world thing um, when the world was never really against him. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know, man. It, it brings up a lot of conversations with media and how it's done nowadays. And I, I mean, if you if you ever want to do that another time, reach out. Um, hey, man, if you hit and catch fly balls near you, we're okay with you. <laughs> that's that's the hot take. Um, I think the solution, Jim, I, I think him and Susan Waldman should have a one-on-one sit-down, and they should each talk about times where they felt they were treated unfairly in their jobs. Oh, they should compare them? Yeah. You know, uh, one time, Susan, the media asked me if I was going to cut my hair because it was not of the same, uh, it was not of the standard the Yankees allow. I was breaking the rules. So the media asked me about me breaking the team rules. And Susan can say, oh, I totally feel you, Clint. Uh, One time back in uh, the day, I thought I got fan mail. I opened it up and it was a used tampon in the envelope that was now in my hands. And he says, see, we're alike. We've both been targeted. We are same. We're both Um, victims. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll get away from it because I I don't know. There's ten percent out there that's half defending Clint, and you're not going to hear their voice on this podcast. So if you want, you can hunt them out. But uh, go on Instagram. Yeah, the whole situation was ugly. I I don't know. I don't know. If, I mean, we can edit it out if you want. But you think he's getting traded at some point, right? I don't know. I don't know. His bat's really good. Um, yeah. I do think the celebration after he hit his home run was a little ho hum. Um. Uh, we talked about this. I don't know how to deliver this message without sounding douchey, but um, we've gotten to talk to a lot of cool people from doing this. Right. People that are inside walls of places we cannot be uh, on all different sides of it. Um, different kinds of people. I've never heard a good thing about uh, Clint. So. And this, this isn't for those out there saying like this is the first time or this is the first circumstance. No, it's not. <laughs> There's been some things that have been kept under wrap. Um, I don't know, Jim. I, I think the happy way I can end it and we can get away from it is one of my favorite sayings is winning cures everything. Clint, if, if you're hitting and when you're in the outfield and you, you catch your fly balls, guess what? <laughs> Nobody's got a problem with you. Uh, if you're botching fly balls or you're doing bad things at the plate, that's when people get bad at you and mad at you in New York. We we like the good. Um, and uh, and you know and he what? Had a good, he had a fine series and he looked fine in right field. Uh, I will I will do think it's interesting what his reception is going to be when he comes back. I do know that um, anyone fifty years old and older, they're probably not going to be Clint fans ever. The way Yes yeah. Network delivered the news was kind of like brutal. Um, anyone 21 under they probably are though yeah that's true i'm yeah. like i if you go on instagram you'll find a hundred thousand people that like clint because he's a baseball player on instagram and not because he's a baseball player uh and they're they think i'm the fucking devil because i dislike his antics but anyway he has this cleveland series jake if he if he does really well in this cleveland series i think when he comes back for the Mets series, no one will care. If he has a poor three games and they put him out in right field at Yankee Stadium, I think I think he it might be unwelcome. Because there are a lot of people that are still upset. Yeah, I, I think it's just gonna be funny. It's it's uh, and and we'll get to game two in a second, and I, I wanna talk about timing of plays because I, I think you know, here's a corny one, Jim. Timing is everything in life. I truly do believe that. Um and I think uh 
you know what? If his first game back at the stadium, he gets a fly ball, they catch it, they give a little Bronx cheer, and he kind of plays it up a little, it's almost bygones be bygones. Like, all right, that was fun. Um, if his first ball at the stadium is a 50-50 ball and it rolls to the wall, uh, then we're back at ground zero. So uh, we'll see. Clint, play good. We like that. We like that. We like that. Anything else? I think uh, I'm trying to think of anything. Oh, Tanaka. From the game. Tanaka. Six yeah, innings. we just he was he, Tanaka looked about as good as he's looked, and then there was the one missed strike call, and everything fell apart. It's tough. You can't like blame it, blame it on that, but like, yo, we can, right? Uh I no, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. He let up a lot of hits, but he had one bad inning. Uh, six innings pitched, four and runs. Tanaka was not good. But I don't think he's the reason we lost that game. They could have got more hits. And then after the game, Boone's press conference was so glum, and he's never glum. The whole thing felt like shit. That was bad. There was a great cloud over the team. The the I mean, the one highlight was Hicks hit a bomb, and it it was. I think we talked about it on our pregame show, which a lot of people have been tuning into. Thank you. Um, And we were saying like Hicksie, it's kind of time for him to get going. And he he kind of got going this series, so that's that's actually pretty huge for the Yankees. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Let's go to game two. Let's go to game two. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Young blood. Trent Thornton hears a who verse. I'm coming home. Coming home. Big Maple back in Canada, eh? But buckle up. There'd be a lot of scoring in this one. <gasps> Gritchuk Homer, Biggio RBI. That's a familiar name. The Great Sanchino home run. Maben, DJ, Gary with three RBI singles in the fifth. Bottom five, Jays tied up on an infield single throwing error. I'm a bad man. DJ LeMayhew, three run homer, seven four. Yanks after six. Unfortunately, that's not the end of the scoring. Jays tack on two before... Please allow me to introduce myself. Vlad Jr. gets Zach Britton, three-run jobber. Little home run derby afterwards for Gritchuk and Drury. Your final in Toronto, 11-7 Jays. Woofers be dog. Yeah, this was uh, the opposite of game one where Tanaka, uh, the, Tanaka did bad, but we didn't win because the offense didn't do anything. Offense put up seven runs. They made a nice comeback. DJ LeMay is amazing. The defense and the pitching just walks galore. The bullpen collectively was off, and the defense was bad. It was uh, so lost two games this series: one because of the offense, one because of the defense. Yeah, we had three errors in this game, and and a couple more sloppy plays. Um, and you're right with the pitching; it's kind of funny. Like every pitcher, well, literally and figuratively, was just felt like they were one out short from what they've been. Paxton finished four point two. Adovino only went .2, Canely goes .2, Holder goes .2, Britton goes the full inning, but he gives up the bomb that that kind of that kind of sealed our fate. Um, and dude, it, it the bullpen hadn't been used for a couple days, and I, you and I are pretty pretty big relievers and re- believers in our relievers in regular work, um, especially with a couple guys more than others. But uh, there was a little rust, and yeah, I mean, I I think. You know, it's the sixth inning, you're up 7-4, and you're the Yankees against the Jays, and you're like, all right, let's do this. And then 
I don't know. When you look back at the end of the game, you're like, we played sloppy defense. We pitched pretty poorly. Um, yeah, I, I guess we didn't deserve this one. So, um, no, and, kinda, and the it, bullpen is the bullpen's gonna blow games. They've been amazing with Britain. It's regular rest. I mean, we've talked about that. Keep Zach Britton regular, but I don't think that was a bad pitch that Vlad threw out. It wasn't uh, where he wanted it to be wasn't great uh, i think the odds that it gets hit for a home run and not a ground ball are like crazy uh, that was I mean, an in impressive 25 story. years when we're talking about his induction ceremony we're gonna refer to this as his intro introduction to the yankees um dude that Zach, was a crazy swing it was so impressive our our katie sharp had an awesome heat map of all of zach Britton's home runs he gave up and he throws that hard sinker there was no home runs below the strike zone. Now there's one. Vlad Jr. got him. Um, and, yeah, man, he's he's uh, he's a special talent, and that was him uh, saying hello to us and, and get familiar for a couple years. Yeah. Bummer game. They think he's lost three, three in a row for the first time since the very beginning of the season. Lose the series. I said it in the op- open of the show. If they won this series, it would have been the first time they won 10 series in a row in 65 years. Yeah. That's how rare a streak we're on. Now, the counter to that from people would be like, yeah, but this was a very winnable series. It's not like we lost to a really good team. We lost to a bad team, and we played poorly. Very true. Very frustrating way to do it, but it's going to happen. We will lose series later on in the year, and we will lose more games to bad teams because the sport we're playing is baseball and that's what happens yeah and i i i think that's where i i gave you an eyebrow i think right before we started recording because i'm all i almost wasn't mad because i i mean the, the angel hernandez miss pitch thing people are going to over harp on that i mean it was what it was but it's kind of a weird quirk that uh, you know changed the momentum a little bit and then uh, in this game, there was a couple plays, I, I mean, that Urshela throw to first. The ball just took one of the weirder hops you'll see, and that that went from great play to giving up a run in, in the snap of a finger. So it's um, Glaber had a tough air, and it was all like we, we kind of we beat ourselves. Some, some just straight baseball stuff happened, and we lost some games. Jimmy, this was the first game we've lost after having the lead in the eighth inning. Like – we were going to lose a series. Our bullpen was going to blow a lead. It all happened in the same game. Wash your hands and let's move on. Wash your hands and let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do game three then. Jim, I a uh, lot of references in this burn. Okay. I'm excited. A lot of references. Zach got a hard job to edit. <laughs> I'll I'll talk to you afterwards. I've realized something so stupid. Okay, here we go. Game three on your mark. Get set. Burn. The well-traveled Edwin Michael Jackson versus Jay-Z Hap as the Yanks try to get the dirt off their shoulder in the Great North. Top two, guess who? LeMayhew. Go, DJ. Uh, That's my DJ. The Young Prince scores. One-nothing Yanks. Boardman gets paid. Views from the Hicks. Hicksie, no doubter, eh? It's 4 nothing Yanks after two. No clouds on my stones. Urshela, Ella, Ella, eh, eh. Homer against his old team. That feels nice. 
DJ26 with another one. RBI single, it's 6-0 Yanks. Meanwhile, Jay was no silent Bob today. Seven innings pitch, one earned run. You know, he was actually an all-star up here. Shut up, Toronto. Hap to Chad to Chappie. Yanks go 0-100 to real quick and take the final game. 6-2, to spit in my mouth. Let's go, Yanks. Whoa, a lot of stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Boardman gets paid. I Well, I knew you'd be happy with the boardman gets paid just because that's... That's new. It's in Toronto, and it's one of the more ridiculous things ever. Because Kawhi Leonard turns out is a weird—he's a weird robot. He's not even a normal robot. Um, I like him. And and then, dude, I was actually really happy. I uh, I thought a uh, Jay was no silent Bob today, and I was like, "Whoa, Jake! Whoa, that's next level!" And that's how dumb I am. He was—he si- <laughs> was silent though. You see, he was a statue. He. <laughs> he's awesome. I like his, I uh, like I like his demeanor and everything he's about. People like that people love you posted, people love to hate uh, him. It people would have thought it was a picture if you didn't see people moving in the background. And it was like a 12 second long video. It was where he just said real nice things about Gary. He was like we're on the same page, we're seeing the same thing. Uh it was really good. So that's good. Quick way to your heart. Yeah, and everyone else. More so you, El Gary Hat Guy. Oh, I just like teams, teammates, complimenting other teammates. That's uh, yeah. Yankees 101. In good times, credit others. In bad times, blame yourself. Amen. Or dodge the media. Different, different strokes for different folks. Uh, what'd you like today, Jimmer? Hat. Hat was really good. Um, Happer was great. I don't like putting Chad out there for the second inning. Let Chad get his wins. They've been saying this. You're up five. You have other guys available. Um, If Chapman's going to have... Let Chad get his wins right now. Now we're back to square one, it feels like. It was kind of unlucky. The Gio Urshela ball and Cameron Maven, that was weird. It just dropped in there and then spiraled from there. But no need to throw Chad out for the second inning. Let him walk away from the game with his three outs, his nice outing. It would have been like his fourth or fifth in a row. Um, and I think it's important. And usually Boone thinks that's important as well. But we didn't do it there. Now Chad walks out not feeling great about what happened. Chapman had to come in anyway and finish it down. Don't need it. Let Chad get his wins. That's what that's, That would yeah. be my only complaint managing-wise this year. At, at first, I at first I thought we were be because I, I I knew we'd end up here and I I thought we were going to be too much defenders, but uh I think we're actually right because Chapman had him pitch for four days or something like that, um, so when they they said that when he was thrown in the bullpen and now I just connected the dots in my head like if Chapman hadn't thrown in, you know, in four days and it's a five run lead I know it's not a save situation but you're. Like, Chapman's out there getting work almost anyways. You know, take the Chad Green win. They went for a super win. They want Chad Green to be this multiple innings guy. When you and I were talking to Katie Sharp, we were talking about, like, yo, what's Chad Green's role going to end up being? And I think they just want him to be a potential opener, potential multi-inning, two, three-inning Chad Green. I think that's the goal. I think that's why they went for this. Um, but, yeah, you you would have liked to take the take the win for Chad instead of, where we ended up, but um, 
Yanks win. They they put up some runs early. LeMahieu is a monster. Um, and happier Shella got one against his old team. They gave him away for nothing. Yeah, and Boomer said this is important, and a lot of players will say it's important, but winning getaway day and having a happy plane ride is night and day compared to losing and having a sad plane ride or, you know, a plane ride where you feel obligated to sit and think and we got to we got to right the ship, you know, instead of, hey, fuck it, let's just have some fun. If they win in Cleveland, if they win in Cleveland, Jake, this is this series. It was just hey, one got away from us. Yeah. I mean, it's a road trip. Go 500 on the road. That's a that's a big John boy thing. Um, I mean, my thing, Jim, I, I think we're. Uh, well, I, I've been more on it than you, but man, if we lost this one, uh, things would have been loud in Yankee land. It still would have been unnecessary, but things would have been loud um, with just the gray cloud from Clint and then a sweep. Um, you know, I think things would have been ugly for a little bit. Now we got the win. Didi's coming back. Uh, we don't have to worry about the streak anymore. There's a there's a there's a Jakey spin that yeah. I dug up. Well, and it, it's it was a nice solid win. It was a nice starting pitching performance. It was timely hitting, good hits, some home runs. It was nice. It was like a good yeah. solid win all around. I'm That's a getaway win. day win, babe. That's a getaway day win but i hate that it's a night game but i got to play disc golf so that's nice that's nice that is nice all right let's move on to awards the first award we give out here on talking yanks is pride of the yankees pride of the yankees, pride of the yankees. Yeah. and since jake's a heathen he gets to go first since today is thursday jake who is your pride of the Yankees. Jimmy, my pride of the Yankees, uh, if you were just listening, you should be able to put it together. It's Jay Happ. Um, I thought you I, might I told, go that route. I told you in the pregame show, and I just mentioned that I, I think things would be loud if we had lost this game. It would have been four losses in a row. We just get swept by the lowly Jays. Um, instead, Happer shoves. He puts out a nice performance out there. Um, we get the win. Didi's coming back. It's good vibes. And hey, Yankee Nation, if you're still fighting J-Hap for some reason, well, A, we, we weren't willing to pay Dallas Keuchel $13 million a year, which means we still have some faith in the guys we have. Um, and Jimmy, I mean, this is, if, if you're not going to appreciate it today, um, then you're just not going to appreciate J-Hap, um, which if, if that's your prerogative, that's fine, but... Um, his ERA is down to four four eight, which again isn't flashy. But when you look back and you realize the bad start he had in his first three games, J Hap has been J Hap for um, I I don't know for the past eight starts more than that. Uh, for the past ten starts, past ten starts, Yankees are nine and one in J Hap starts. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty nuts. Okay, what did we ask from J Hap to go out there? throw some innings, get some outs. We're not asking him to win the Cy Young. We're not asking him to strike out 15 guys. We want J-Hap to go out there and kind of be a high three ZRA guy. Knock yourself out, Uncle J. And guess what? He's doing it, and he looks great doing it. Coming into today in his last nine starts, um, 51 innings, 388 ERA. So add seven more innings to that, and the ERA drops because he only gave up one earned run. I mean, J-Hap's been like a 3-6 pitcher 
for his past 10 starts. For a third of the season, Jay Happ has been a 3.6 ERA type pitcher. And that's exactly what we've asked. I I might have to dig into the books. I, I've done so much. CeCe's the best fifth starter in the league. Jay Happ's probably one of the better four starters in the league. I guess it starts getting tricky. How do you label the starters? But Happer's been really solid. That's what we ask of Jay Happ. And, like, enjoy it. Enjoy it. When you said we're not asking him to win the Cy Young, we're not asking him to get 15 strikeouts. You mean 15 strikeouts a game, right? Well, we want him to have 15 strikeouts or more on the season. Honestly, not if if he's getting the job done other ways, I don't care. But we'll go 15 for the season, sure. Okay. Because I agree. I don't care how many strikeouts he has on the season. Just want him to help us win games. Winning games is important. Hot takes. That is a hot take. Did you see I jumped in today with Tango Tiger and Bill James? Who is who's that? You know Tango Tiger. We've talked about him before. He's the oh, that's that that's that guy. Yeah. Um. So I got nervous. I was like, if these guys come at me with brainy stuff, I'm screwed. But actually, had a pretty decent conversation because he uh he was being a little obnoxious about FIP over ERA, and then Bill James, my guy, came in and was like. He, he dropped the results still matter, and that made me stoked. So um, not, not trying to get into it with the nerds right now. No, no, no fighting here. But uh, Happer's just been nothing but so- solid. Be, be happy with Hap. Look at that. I want to find out what ba- Bill James said to you. So I can't find it. Oh, in my view, it is dangerous. It is a dangerous road to give performance, give preference to theoretical outcomes over actual outcomes. It's exactly what we've been saying. And Tango Tiger said, I have the opposite view. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, results over projected outcomes. All I, You know what? I believe in that so much that I can't fathom. That sounds like when I say results are more important than theoretical outcomes. Right. And I say that to someone that that to me is the very same thing as saying one plus one equals two. And when like that, like it, in my brain, like I can't compute how someone can rebut that. But people are on the other side where they say theoretical uh, approximations or whatever uh, projections. Right. It, it turns results. into what happens versus what 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 might happen in the future. But I I don't know. I don't know if the kids want that tonight. But Jimmy. I I crunched the actual numbers because I'm that kind of guy, and I'm about to tweet it out. Again, J-Hap's last 10 starts, if you're listening on your commute, the Yankees are 9-1 and one in those games. He has a 3.57 ERA, um, and that's over 58 innings and basically a third of the season. So st- st- if you're not enjoying J-Hap, like, just get on the bandwagon. We're not mad at you. Just Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. All right, my part of the Yankees, Jake? Is the same as last week, but it's impossible for me not to do it. It's DJ LeMayu. It's it would have been rude. It would have been rude to bypass him. You took you took Happer. Would have been rude to bypass DJ and give it to someone else because DJ LeMayu had seven hits and fourteen at bats this this series, and they were big hits. They had a three run home run to take the lead in game two. He had a hit in game one. 
And then in game three, he had a big two RBI hit with two outs and two and runners in scoring position. Um, seven for 14, seven hits, most hits on the team this series, six RBIs, most RBIs on the team this series. Uh, he's just like amazing. 500 average, 533 on base percentage this series versus Toronto. If the bullpen holds it, his big home run in game two is what won us the game, and we're like celebrating it way more, but because they blew it, we are not. Uh, did you hear Aaron Boone's reaction? Uh, beat reporter said, how hard is it going to be to take DJ out of the lineup now that Didi's here? And Boone's like, whoa, whoa, why am, why, where's DJ going? I don't get DJ anymore? And they're like, I thought you said he was going to get some days off. And Boone's like, he'll get a, his day off. Yeah. You know, try to keep everyone get one day of rest a week so they stay healthy for for the long term. But he's he's not going anywhere because you can't can't get that guy to go anywhere. He currently has a three twenty three average on the season and a three seventy one on base percentage. And every time he's up in a clutch situation, he comes through. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, you, if you haven't listened to our Sharp Stats episode, we recommend you check it out, and we, we timed it up perfectly. Uh, DJ LeMayu is, is the best hitter in high-leverage situations, which there's a way baseball reference measures that. The runners in scoring position numbers are insane. He's going to be an all-star, right? What position? Second? I, don't, I mean, second ish, he's, he's got gold glove. <laughs> if you put his hitting stats there with his gold glove resume, it kind of makes sense. I guess, yeah, he should be an all star. I don't know if he'll, I don't know how, is the all star voting rigged? Is it real? I think it's. Oh, dude, they're trying a new format this year. I heard John and Susan talking about it, and John was like <laughs> so shook he couldn't even address it. I guess they're, I think they're taking like three players at each position. And then they're doing a fan vote for the starter or something like that. They're doing like a a primary and then like a main vote. I don't know. I hate the fan vote so much. Uh, he's the best second baseman in the AL. Boom. Like. <clears throat> um, you think Joey Wendell's that good? Whit Merrifield's having a decent season. Wait, and, Altuve's uh, been hurt a little bit, but I I think La Stella if, if Le, La Stella's having a good season in Anaheim. If if Lemayhu carries on this around this pace, I think he ends up there. But he's uh he's been a godsend, and I think uh, Boomer Wells had it perfect in the booth because he was talking about what you just were, and he goes, <laughs> "I wouldn't want to be the manager that benches this guy." <laughs> Are yeah. you kidding me? Whit Merrifield has more hits than DJ. That's kind of crazy. DJ a lot of Quit Merrifield. Yeah. So he's my pride of the Yankees and deservedly so. So don't come at me mm. for that. I don't come at him, brah. Uh, who's your Yankee motherfucker? Pretty worried you're going to steal the easy option here. My Yankee MFR. Um, God, there's a layup, but I kind of don't want the layup Um, because it's, it's a two-loss series. I think... This is our first two-loss series in a while, Jim. I think we have to give like a real MF for, um, I don't. I think we're on a different page. Oh, we are. We are. I. I think you want the cop out. I'm going with Glaber. Um, okay, he was my second choice. Uh, 
Glaber, he didn't ever hit this series, so that's a factor. He, he sits game three. Um, we saw Puppy Dog Glaber come out a little bit. He he made a he made a bad error, Jim. That second game, man, I was looking at the play by play, and there's a lot of just bad momentum plays the Yankees gave up. That I mentioned when we were talking about Game Two, that it felt like each pitcher was a play short. Maybe each pitcher wasn't a play short. Maybe the defense was just a play short for each pitcher. Um, and Glaber, um, I I think you uh. I'm not going to say you snapped, but you, you kind of had a realization when we were doing the pregame show that you were like, Didi's coming back. Like I'm kind of okay. Not seeing too much Glaber at short and he's going to be filling shortstop when Didi comes back. Um, he, I'm interested to see what, I'm interested to see what Didi's looked like. He's, he's been perfect defensively in triple a, um, like we might see Didi and be like, like he's definitely a level up defensively from Glaber. Glaber can make some flashy plays, but Didi is a level up defensively from Young G. Glaber was making a lot of flashy plays at second last year, and I don't think he's made as many at short. But he misses the easy ones, and Didi doesn't really miss easy ones. No, and he's still at decent range and good. So yeah, um, Glaber's also hurt. He sat out today's game Thursday, and he will sit out Friday. So Didi will be in short. He's got a sore shoulder. Yeah. So that's something to watch for. I don't, they didn't given some nice uppercuts on the bench though. They didn't sound like it was that serious. So whatever. Yeah. Did they officially rule him out for tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. Was that after the game? No, before. Oh, I saw before the game. They said they were considering tomorrow because they they said he was available today, but it was totally a fake. Yeah. If if the game's close, he's available. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, we're I considering for him tomorrow. for tomorrow means he's not going to play tomorrow. Okay. That's that's their lingo. Uh, my motherfucker's Kendrys Morales. There you go. That's the layup. Yeah. Um, also didn't have a hit. Same stat line as Glaber. And, man, I get they want him in the middle of the order because he's a lefty and a switch hitter. Like Kenmo, four hole was it four hole at one point? Like, yeah, can't do that. Just can't do that. Uh, the, he's the worst hitter on the team, so we can't have him that high. Just don't play him anymore, man. Just him and Romine should be everyday bench players and rotate the outfield, rotate the DH through the infield until Judge and Santner back. You know what I mean? Like just don't don't play Kenmo anymore. Yeah, and that's that that was part of the reason I was trying to fake talk myself into Tyro because I was like, all right, if we're getting Didi in the juggle, um, he's gonna be at shortstop. There's gonna be one game a series he's not at shortstop, so Glaber goes over there, which means you put Lemayhew at second. Which I mean, he's gonna be at first. They're gonna try to DH Void. I mean, we're we are gonna be fully seeing the rotation now, and um. Man, if Kendrys Morales is playing, someone we like isn't. Um, so that's uh, that's the Kenmo situation right now. That is the Kenmo situation, yeah. I, I could do with not seeing him again. I'd be excited the day we don't have to. Unless he turns it around. I mean, the only day that he got hits was three hits versus the Red Sox, in which like they just shifted slightly wrong. Like Every other team yeah. has had that shift perfectly. I don't know what the Red Sox are doing. Nice scouting department, Boston. You idiots. You allowed three hits to Kenmo. That are ground balls to the hole. Every other team has turned those into outs. 
dummies. Big old dummies. Yeah, real, real dummies. Let's go on to regular old awards. Regular old awards. You go first. I think you're going to steal my guy. I'm upset about it. Yeah, it's an it's an easy theft. I'm doing the best friend award. Okay, best friend award? Yeah. Wow. No idea or uh it's going to Aaron Hicks. Um, because me and his brother are best friends now. Follow each other on Instagram. We like stuff. It's whatever. <sighs> hung 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 out in hung out in the cabana with him. Um, sweet, whatever it was. Um, Jimmy, Aaron Hicks broke out this series. Uh, four for nine, three runs, four RBIs, two Yabos, got on base at a 500 clip. Uh, it, it was getting to the point before this series, Jim, that if Hicksie had another tough series, like this, this podcast would have been a lot of lineup talk. It would have been, do we slide Hicks down? Okay, we want to slide Morales down. Didi's back. Is he full Didi? Is he top of the order? I think there would have been a lot of that, which we don't love to do necessarily. Um, and I think with this series, it's like, all right, Hicksie's still here. We, we, LeMayhew's doing his thing in the one hole. We're not going to touch that. Uh, so, Hicksie, we're, you're probably going to be bouncing around 3-4, something like that. Um, maybe two hole. We haven't seen the LeMahieu Hicksy stack again. That's our, I think that's Boone and the analytics guys dream when that looks right. That, that I think, starts to get. Yeah. I think that's going to be the new thing. Hicks back to the two hole. Yeah. And that's, that's what the analytics team wants. I think so. Uh, now that Hicks showed it for a series, maybe we'll see that kind of lineup again. Um, he, uh, he got ran on today. I, I thought uh, Tyro cut it off. That play was kind of weird, but... His, I his thought arm, it was an out if he doesn't cut it off. Yeah, it would have been interesting. I, I think it was tailing a little bit, so it's the other side of the bag, but it was a better chance than Tyro cutting it off. Um, ends up not hurting the Yankees, but uh, he's he's out there in center field. He was controlling. He called our buddy Clint off a couple balls in the gap. Um, Hicksie's back. That's big. Switch hitting, center field, um, top part of the lineup. Um, and it doesn't have to be a negative conversation at all. Um, and Hicksie can get hot quick. And his, his numbers are starting for a guy who was off to a bad start after today's game, 238, 329, which, which isn't, isn't pretty. But, again, with that bad start, one good series, he's back to being the, the two, 260, 350 OBP Aaron Hicks that – um, is one of the top center fielders in the game. In the game. All right, my next award, my first award, my first award is the not even worried award. Because you're not even worried about not it. Not even worried and neither should he. Okay. Don't be worried. Okay? Not worried. Are you worried? No, no. Me? You're a worry wart. I'm a worry wart. Oh, the most worried guy I've ever seen. I don't know if I've worried. Remember the other day I called you and I said, hey, man, uh, got to do the podcast a little earlier today. Is that OK with you? And you said, I don't know. I'm pretty worried. So none of this is true. That's sounds like you're worrying. Wow. I'm worried about it being true or not. You got me. Yeah. You don't remember that well. Who's the award going to? <laughs> Cameron Maven. Nice. Not even worried about Cameron Maven. 
Zero worries about Cameron. Why Newton. would you be? Guy that started in whose farm system was he in? To start his career? No, no, this season. He was in Cleveland, man. He's going back. Him and him and Clint going back to their old team this weekend. Just so not worried about Cameron yeah. Mabin. He got two hits again tonight, which means he got ten hits in his last nine games. Um Dude, do you know like his numbers? He's got a 372 really on base percentage. A th- two yeah. uh a 272 batting average. <clears throat> the OPS isn't amazing, but whatever. It's a guy we picked up to be filling for two weeks, and he's been here for 30 games now and still putting up numbers, making plays uh, on defense. And I mean, in this series, he had four hits in two games. Is that correct? Uh, he was four for ten. Did he? Did he get some in the first game too? What I don't do? think he played all all three games. Oh, so he got uh he got pinch hit for in the first game. That was the Kendry Morales pinch hit. Tyro ran for him. Such a dumb move. Anyway, drew the walk. Yeah. So uh, four hundred on four hundred average, four fifty five on base percentage. But for a guy that, like I just said, was only supposed to come up here for two weeks and then probably got worried about what his next step is. Uh, postpone the worryment for like another th- couple weeks. Not even worried. Be very interested to see what happens when push comes to shove. But because he can't get sent to AAA, just like we just saw with Kenmo, he's an asset. And Cash isn't going to want to lose him if he's performing, and he's performing, not even worried. Yeah, maybe maybe that's the, that's the one-liner takeaway, Jim. Like, Cashman loves keeping assets that, he kept Kendry Morales when he wasn't performing. Like if Cameron Maven keeps performing, <laughs> he's gonna keep that asset. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's bizarre, man. And man, I, I again, like I, this is a little bit talking out my butt, but I I listened to him on R two C two, and I I mean I I followed Cameron Maven. I know he was a big prospect, and he he kind of didn't quote unquote pan out to what people thought he could be. Man, he sounds super comfortable. Um, he he was complimenting the clubhouse. He's happy to be here. He's who knows how much baseball he has on his bones. He was he was in Cleveland's AAA, and you know you got to start having those thoughts. Am I gonna get the call ever? <laughs> is is this it? Um, so he's playing with some free money. He's got a fun personality. We love a good hugs guy, Jim. Oh yeah, he's, dude. He, Herman tried to not give him a hug. It was like, I, I give hugs. What are you, mental, Herman? It's going to be fun if he's ever playing with Judge and Stanton and like they hit a massive home run and they're coming down the line giving all their crazy jump bumps and, and shoulder, whatever, what do you call them, like forearm pounds? And then, yeah, the, forearm the, then they have to like slow down and hug Cameron Maven. Voight fig- if Voight can figure it out, I, I think Judge and G can. I love it. I like it because Cameron probably came to the team like, yo, Maven, we all do something. You got to do something. We all do something. And then and then he was like, well, can I just give you guys hugs? Okay. Hugs. That's cool. That's cool. My brain, whatever. My brain just thought about how no one did anything for Clint besides uh, Glaber did a dance at the end. They all do something. They all do something. Oh, it's weird. It's weird. Weird stuff. Um, so, yeah, Cameron Mabin gets the don't even worry. Not even worried. Nice. What's your next award? 
I'm giving out the Bob Marley Award, Jim. Okay. Because all I ever had, redemption songs. Oh, wow. And Jim, we had the, not only was this the redemption series with the Blue Jays, Gio Urshela has a redemption series coming up against the, the Windians. This is the Gio Urshela road trip. Wow. Um, Everyone that, that, man, maybe that's why he was swinging out of his shoes versus the Blue Jays a little. He was swinging out of his shoes, Jim. He ended up catching one, which, uh, knock on wood, I hope that starts making him not swing out of his shoes. Um, Gio Urshela was just tossed around like a body. Um, Been there. Teams were done with him. The Indians were done with him. The Blue Jays were done with him. Um, And now he's figured something out to the point that he's fighting for an all-star bid. And uh, he definitely wants to show these old... If you've been watching Urshela and you saw him in Toronto, he was clearly (laughs) trying to hit for more power than he has been. Um, So interested to see if that continues into Cleveland. And uh, Jim, I thought... I, I was close to giving a semi-sweet award to him. I was going to give him the Tweak Award because, man, he makes these incredible plays, and it's awesome. And then there's like there's there's one play every series that you're just like, damn, that was kind of weird. Like he had the ball take the weird hop and get by him to win to win the game. What was that last series? Two series ago, and then he had the throw on the Vlad Jr. play that you said was one of the weirder. Th- weirder bounces you've seen i think it was just off the turf coming across his body the ball had a odd amount of spin on it Mm -hmm. and uh, it looked like they were going to have vlad at first with an easy pick by voight and then the ball ended up going behind the runner they score that was a big momentum play in game two um so i'm uh i'm interested to see if that just keeps continuing if it's been a weird streak of plays near geo or if that's just third base and it gets multiplied when someone not like geo is there um, but man, he's, he's still been a blast and a, and a, a good time. It's, he's hitting 320, <laughs> he's hitting 323, 368 OBP. Um, so yeah, I, I guess my award was a little bit for this series and a little bit to watch out for the next series. Wow. Redemption. You like that? My name is Gio. Like All I ever had. Redemption songs. My next award is the So Worried Award. Oh. So Worried. So Worried. The most worried. Basically the Jake Storielli story. Yeah, this is the Jake Storielli Award of Worriness. Yeah. Do you know? School of Witchcraft and Worriedness. Do you know who this goes to? It's not the guy that I think it would be going to, because otherwise I don't think you'd be doing it. But wh- who is it? Well, now I'm interested in who you th- who you have in your head. A Clint. Oh no, done talking. But I know I know you want to be doing it. That's every every word I just said came to life. Jonathan Holder. Holder. Yeah. Here's the deal with Jonathan Holder. The Glaber threw it mad an error. Some bad luck. I'm at the point where I think he's jinxed. <laughs> I'm just so worried when he's in there. Like, how's this going to get fucked up? And it's not fully his fault, but still the other team scores runs. Right. Like, it's always some errors. Uh, Lucky ground balls. Swinging bunts. uh, Dropped pop flies. The ump missed the call. You know, it's always like, and and I'm not not saying people are making up these excuses. They're real. It's really happening. 
But after they happen, Holder just gives up some hits, and then they score runs. And I know the peripherals are better than the results, and I know the results aren't fully Holder's fault, but it feels like every time he's on the mound, it's the baddest of vibes. Yeah, it's there. There's definitely been a weird luck factor, which has almost crossed the luck thing. Which I that's that's what you were saying. Um, and then it's my Jonathan Holder thing. I started the season with like j- just where he's at in comparison to Ottavino and Canely. Um, I mean Chapman, Britain. Uh, when Batances is back, like he he can never be that. Like Jonathan Holder can be a good guy out of a bullpen. He can never be that. Um, so it's kind of like the, you know, he's, he's a, you know, a cute, a cute girl, a cute girl in his cute outfit, but he's with 10 Instagram models around him in the bullpen and he kind of doesn't jump at you. And it's, I, I don't know. I think it's funny. His ERA technically went down this series. <laughs> his ERA is down to four, one, five. Um, it would, it would be nice. There was a while there where the slider was looking tight and it looked like he kind of figured it out. Um, if we could get another stretch like that and kind of have Holder hang out in that range. But, Jimmy, it's uh, if, if Domingo Herman does end up moving to the bullpen and depending how the rest of the season looks out, um, yeah, it could, it could be an interesting – there could be an interesting moment with Jonathan Holder coming this season, whether it's sent down or a trade or other. Yeah, Adam Warren got traded for nothing. So, um, nothing, nothing. Didn't we get some of that international bonus money? Was he one of those trades? International bogus money. Okay. You're going to go, you're going to go that you're going there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I deplore everyone to go to Twitter and go to at Jay Sterling calls and list. Maybe I'll just play it on the show right now. Have you heard this Jake? How about that? Maybe. We'll see what you're about to play. John Sterling tearing up talking about World War II. Oh, no. I, I didn't hear this yet. It's so good. I heard, I heard him talking about Willie McCovey having at-bats against Don Drysdale, and I was enjoying the hell out of it, but I was picturing the kids you see on the internet that are like, I don't really like John Sterling, and I was like, oh. If I was a, if I was a nineteen year old that wasn't fully into baseball but liked the Yankees and was listening on the radio and I heard this old guy talking about Willie McCovey and Don Drysdale, I'd be like, is he making up names right now? Well, I, I had intern Luke doing the John Sterling calls for me tonight. Yeah, and so he was listening. He was like, "Yo, John's getting he's getting really choked up right now." And I was like, "Why?" Yeah, and he was like, "Cause he's talking about World War II." And I was like, "Oh, that sounds interesting." He's like, "I don't think it's we should share it, but it's crazy." And I was like. I think people are, let me hear it. And he's does, he's calling the pitches as he's doing it. I thought it was, I was like, I think people are really going to like this. And now it is, it has 170 retreats, 14,000 views. And uh, it's two minutes long. Let's hear it. It's two minutes long, but I mean, it's, a, it's he's emotional and it's kind of really cool. It's going to happen featuring four of the Canadian soldiers who fought in Jackson's 0-1 to Gary. Strike. The most important battle that's ever taken place in the history of the free world. And today is the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And uh, 
Yeah, I, I read these great articles in USA Today. I completely broke up. That'd be an 0 2. The pitch is low. Well, rather than just tell you about the articles, I will tell you this. If you have never seen it, if you don't even know about it, in the early 60s, Darrow Zanuck made a movie, almost documentary, of the invasion. And he had people speaking in German, people obviously speaking in English. Every single male star was in that movie. And um, you, you live through... The tremendous battle that was the people giving their lives. Here's the one-two. Swung on, a fly ball to left center. Now cutting in and across is Goriel to make the catch one away. You know, people, they stormed the heights of Normandy and they were getting killed. And they lost. They lost, I think, 12,000 Americans. And, um, but with great one away, here is Morales. With great tenacity, they were able to obviously take over the cliffs and march toward Germany, and it ended the war in about, in about 10 months, I think. Pretty wild, huh? Yeah. Like, really emotional. Doesn't miss a beat with the game. No. That, I mean, that was, that was the part that was like, wow. Um, yeah, man. I mean, he was, he was, what, seven years old when that happened? Something like that? Seven years old. 75 years. He's 82, 83. I guess so. That's weird to think about. Right. So, well, that's, <laughs> that was kind of what went through my mind, and I was like, wow, I mean, he's uh, dude lived it. Um, uh, yeah, he was like six or seven years old. Yeah. He's talking about the longest Isn't day, it? I believe. And, uh, yeah, cool. So, anyway, I thought that was that was cool. Uh, so, if you will, we have a Twitter account at Jay Sterling Calls, which just is all Jay Ster- uh, John Sterling Calls. Usually they're fun and silly. I was like, "Holy shit!" That's the uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nor- normally goofy, quirky baseball, but that uh, that's why he's John Sterling. That's uh, that's today's that's today's five star review. If you leave us one, put a put a John Sterling on there. Your favorite John your Sterling favorite- call? Yeah, mine. David John makes long gone. Like, oh yeah, it blows me away. Yeah, it's he's still using it, Jake. Oh yeah, he will for the end of time. It's the best thing in the world. So we go. It's everything he wants to get out there. So we go to Cleveland tomorrow for the weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday should be fun. Should be a good time. We're actually we're missing Bauer. He pitched t- today. Wonder who we're gonna see. But anyway, should be good. Thank you guys for listening. To Talking Yanks. I think that's all we got. Jake, do you have any final parting words? Uh, I don't think so. Go Yankees. Uh, and I'm probably gonna lean into the Urshela revenge road trip tour pretty hard okay you are yeah okay all right go yanks thanks for listening see you later tell them grams go yankees